0: This is KSL's Religion Today, a weekly look at religion and spirituality here at home and around the world. Now, here's your host, Martin Tanner, on KSL News Radio. Welcome. Today's show focuses on the Constitution hanging by a thread, the divinely inspired Constitution, and of course, Memorial Day made originally to commemorate and remember and honor those who have died while serving in the United States Armed Forces. It's a holiday that has a fascinating past and can date back perhaps uh, millennia to times when the graves of soldiers who had fallen or passed away after service as veterans had died. By extension, today it is used as a day to commemorate the lives of family members and friends and all others for whom someone has a special place in their heart. But especially for our military members who gave their lives in defense of this country and freedom. There's a a short little history that I'd like to give about Memorial Day as a practice in the United States. Um, Decorating soldiers' graves with flowers happened a great deal during the Civil War and shortly thereafter. Some people think that the practice of Memorial Day stems from the Civil War, and in some ways that's, that's certainly true, but... Uh, The idea of decorating graves of soldiers is certainly much older. In April of 1865, after President Lincoln's assassination, there were a number of incredible um, and widespread commemorations that were done both in the North and some in the South that meant to commemorate President Lincoln and those fallen soldiers of the war. On May 1st of 1865, in Charleston, South Carolina, recently freed African Americans held a parade to honor dead Union soldiers. By the 20th century, there were many, many Memorial Day traditions that had emerged in a number of different places throughout the country. On May 5th of 1868, General John Logan issued a proclamation called Declaration Day to be observed annually. And after that, there were a number of different northern states that adopted the holiday. In 1868, events were held at 183 cemeteries in 27 different states. Michigan had, for example, a Decoration Day, and there were a number of other special ways that those who had given their life for their country were commemorated. In the 20th century we had a number of different uh, features that changed in Memorial Day. The major one is that the particular events that we now take for granted as Memorial Day become, became part of a, a federal holiday, and these have uh, changed and, and morphed over time. In 2000, Congress passed the National Monument of Remembrance Act. There are a number of different uh, related holidays. Flags of the United States are raised on Memorial Day. There are all kinds of different ways in which Memorial Day is commemorated, but it's a wonderful holiday to contemplate the concept that the freedom we enjoy to make positive or negative comments about our country or anyone else are something that have come with a horrible price uh, a great price, a high price and i don 't mean horrible in the, in the sense that what the what the efforts were given for was not useful because freedom of the press freedom of religion, all the other freedoms we have are of great price. The horrible part of the price is the suffering and death of so many soldiers. Well, with that short little background, I wanted to mention some of the religious aspects of Memorial Day. Doctrine and Covenants 101, verse 80 says, I, the Lord... Establish the Constitution of this land by the hands of wise men, whom I raised up unto this very purpose. That idea that the Constitution is something that was inspired by God and by people who God raised up for that purpose is quite an amazing thing. And I, I believe it very strongly to be true. There are a number of fabulous, wonderful mm-hmm. ideas that are contemplated in the Constitution and as were, were done as part of the uh, process by which it was ratified. Benjamin Franklin, for instance, made this comment during the Constitutional Convention, quote, I beg for leave to move, that henceforth prayers imploring the assistance of heaven and its blessings on our deliberations about the Constitution be held every morning before we proceed to business. uh, Benjamin Franklin wanted the Constitutional Convention to be opened with a prayer every day. We also have many comments by the Founding Fathers to the effect that this Constitution was divinely inspired, and so were those who were part of the process. And yet, there are many today who find themselves troubled. On the right, they find uh, people on the left politically who seem to not have much reverence, if any, and in many cases even disdain for this country. On the other hand, on the left, people believe that when you really look at this country, it isn't so great. It has many problems in its past. And because of those two different points of view about the history of this country, we have this great rift between those politically left and those politically right about what exactly we should do about this country and its future and how we can get together on issues. But that is not new. There have always been great constitutional debates. As a matter of fact, these were foreseen by Joseph Smith in conference, general conference on April 6th of 1840. He made this statement. And, And by the way, this is the origin of the statement that the Constitution will hang as by a single thread. A number of people, uh, John Taylor, Orson Hyde, Brigham Young, Harold B. Lee, Melvin J. Ballard, many others have said, well, Joseph Smith said that the Constitution would hang as by a thread. He didn't quite say it that way, but he said the same thing, just in different words. Here's, here's a quote of what he said, quote, The U.S. will be brought to the verge of crumbling to pieces and tumbling to the ground. Then, when the Constitution is upon the brink of ruin, this people will be the staff upon which the nation shall lean, and they shall bear the Constitution away from the very verge of destruction." So there you have it. Constitution hang by thread? Well, not in those words, but on the verge of crumbling, conveys certainly the very, very same meaning. So what do we do to stop the Constitution from crumbling and falling apart? There are a number of different things that we can do. One of those is to realize what a wonderful country this is. We'll be back right after this. Stay tuned. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today. Religion Today with host Martin Tanner continues on KSL News Radio. Welcome back. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today. Our discussion today centers around Memorial Day, which is a holiday originally instituted to commemorate and honor our fallen soldiers. It has recently been expanded to honor and commemorate the lives of friends, family members, and others we revere who have passed on before us. If you have a question or comment about this program or any other program, feel free to send me an email. Send it to Tanner at gmail.com, Tanner at gmail.com. If you'd ever like to listen to this program live rather than by podcast, this show is broadcast each Sunday at 6.30 a.m. on KSL Radio, live and on the Internet live. It's also broadcast Sunday evening at 9.30, live on the Internet and live via radio. Memorial Day, this country, its great history, its great heritage, it's important that in a free land, people use self-restraint and that they use their own ways of finding morals and values. This is very, very important. What kinds of ways? Well, the most obvious would be through religion and religious beliefs. Democracy or a democratic republic, to be more exact, function well, functions best when people are religious. Alexis de Tocqueville, the famous Frenchman who came over not long after this country was founded, observed that fact. He said, quote, religion is much more necessary in the republic than in the monarchy. It is more needed in democratic republics than in any others. How is it possible that society should escape destruction if the moral tie is not strengthened in proportion as the political tie is relaxed? And what can be done with the people who are their own masters if they are not submissive to deity? What he's saying there is, of course... If the government doesn't regulate our lives, meaning we have a lot of freedom, then we must regulate our lives by moral ideas that we hold dear. And he also says that we should be submissive to deity rather than to governments. A great idea. George Washington had a similar kind of thought when he said at his farewell address, quote, Reason and experience both forbid us to expect that national morality can prevail in exclusion of religious principle. Some of the earliest decisions of the United States Supreme Court confirm the notion that this country should have at its core and does have at its core religion. The idea here isn't that we should be part of some specific religious denomination. It's that we should have general Christian values, not a specific denomination like the Church of England. In Holy Trinity Church versus the United States, if you like citations, this is at 143 U.S. 457, 1892, we had this statement, quote, These and many other matters which might be noticed at a A volume of unofficial declarations to the mass of organic utterances that this is a Christian nation, close quote. In Uptograph versus Commission, we had a similar statement by the U.S. Supreme Court, quote, Christianity, general Christianity is and always has been a part of the U.S. common law, close quote. That's quite a, a statement. It's a very important statement for us to know. But with great, great freedoms, we must be careful to choose good rather than evil. The Book of Mormon teaches that concept when in chapter 5, verse 2, we read this, quote, "...their laws and their governments were established by the voice of the people." And they who chose evil were more numerous than they who chose good. Therefore, they were ripening for destruction, for the laws had become corrupted. Close quote. Many people see, in this country, laws being corrupted. So how do we make sure that doesn't happen? Doctrine and Covenants 98, verses 5 and 7 give us the answer. Quote, That law of the land which is constitutional, supporting that principle of freedom in maintaining rights and privileges, belongs to all mankind and is justifiable before me. And as pertaining to law of man, whatsoever is more or less than this cometh of evil. We have this idea that in the last days— Religion and inspiration from God will be poured out on the world. Joel chapter 2, verse 28 from the Old Testament, says, quote, "I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh." Close quote. That's a great and, and fantastic idea uh, whose, whose time has come. One of the great visions about this country, uh, was that of Charles Evans, a patriarch in Springfield, Utah, over 100 years ago now, who had great concern about the future of the United States. And as um, he lay asleep, he had a vision or a dream, and an angel came to him and said this, and I only have time for a few quotes, but the the entire a vision of Charles Evans is fascinating fascinating. I perceive that thou hast grave anxieties over the perilous state of thy country, that thy soul has felt deep sorrow for its future. I therefore come to thy relief and to tell thee of the causes that have led to this peril. Hear me attentively. And then I'll skip down a ways. And here it seems to be our time or something very close to it. Quote, my vision now became extended in a marvelous manner, and the import of the past labors of the elders was made plain to me. I saw multitudes fleeing to the safety of the mountain heights where we live. The church was established in the wilderness simultaneously. The nation had reached an unparalleled prosperity. Wealth abounded. New territory was acquired. Commerce extended. Finance strengthened. Confidence was maintained. And Peoples Abroad pointed to her as the model nation, the ideal of the past, realized and perfected the embodiment of liberty sung by poets sought for by sages. But the vision continues. Confidence is lost. Wealth is arrayed against labor. Labor against wealth. Factions sprang up as if by magic. Capital was entrenched against labor. There was bankruptcy, famine, floods, cyclones, plagues. This is fascinating. Quote, monuments erected to perpetuate the names of the noble and brave were ruthlessly destroyed. Close quote. Does that not sound like Charlottesville in 2017? The Washington Monument Terrace, uh, the Lincoln Memorial. I mean, there. Are, this is quite Fascinating and and seems to be quite accurate in many ways. The bottom line on this is, is that also said this. Maybe this is the continued rush of illegal aliens uh, or maybe something else. Quote, a foreign power had invaded the nation, which from every human indication it appeared would seize the government and supplant it with monarchy. I stood trembling at this aspect when a power in the West was declared which declared itself in favor of the Constitution in its original form, came to power. The struggle was fiercely contended. Every lover of the Constitution throughout the nation gave hearty support. Finally, the struggle was complete. And among the banners, I saw this one, government based on the Constitution now and forever. That, to me, is quite fascinating. Join me again next week. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us.